All right, welcome back to Rise to Liberty, and I am joined by Cajun Libertarian tonight. How you doing, Cajun? I'm doing good. How are you? Not too bad. Just hanging in there, enjoying all the craziness in the world that yeah. you know we just can't seem to escape for some reason in yeah, whatever yeah. timeline we're in. You know. Yeah, never gonna escape it though. I do love your uh, your intro music. Thank and you. And that that video, I guess if you want to call it a video, uh, yeah, both fantastic. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. So first time on the show, um, pretty much just bullshit is is what I do. Um, I love it. You know, it's <laughs> like to cover some serious stuff every now and then, but you know, there's there's enough serious stuff out in the world, so we, it doesn't always need to be that. You know, that's right. Like some of these things. So one thing I wanted to bring up, just get it out of the way, is the LP New Hampshire tweet. Uh, how how are you feeling about that these days? That's so funny to me, right? Because it's not like that handle isn't notorious for tweeting out <laughs> controversial subjects. So it's an easy one, right? Uh, yeah. there, there's two perspectives on this. And then you can add the third, which the third has actually been the most attractive to um, basically the Twitter community. Number one uh, if you or if you're familiar with the LPNH Twitter handle at all, you know they do this stuff on a regular basis. So the easy thing to do is be the grown adult and keep scrolling. That's what <laughs> I chose to do. I'm not telling anybody else what to do. I'm yeah. just saying I saw it and I was like, eh, yeah, that is not something I would tweet. But also, I am not shocked that you tweeted it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Number two would be, hey, maybe that's not the best avenue for attraction or messaging. But again, you could still be the adult and keep going after that. Number three is the reaction that everybody took and or not everybody. I apologize. But so many people took and that was I must comment on this subject either one way or the other and there's uh, most of us or most of the people i feel that are in my camp are like that's not i'm not shocked by that it's yeah it's disrespectful it's contentious it's uh you know clickbait to be honest but they didn't yeah. do that and then there's the there's the last option where no matter how you feel about the subject Jerry Jones has been very, and, and if you don't know who Jerry Jones is, he's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys organization. I'm not talking about if you don't know, I'm talking about for all your listeners yeah. as well. Oh, uh, I know. Said, I'm, I'm a disgraced Cowboys fan. <laughs> oh, I apologize. So, I'm a yeah, fan. me too. <laughs> Big Ghost oh, yeah. Who that nation. I can't stand the Cowboys. Sorry. Me I know either. People are going to hate you for that. It's fine. <laughs> but Jerry Jones made. At multiple times, made a great comment. Whether you agree with it or not, there's validity to it. He said, All press is good press. It doesn't matter if they're talking good about you or if they're talking bad about you. All that matters is that they're talking about you. So take all of that information with it, what you will, right? But personally, I don't really care what the handle of the LPNH tweet. It's not something I would have tweeted, but I'm also not 
offended by it. It is what it is. That's what they do. They, they're they known for doing it. So, I, don't know, I kept scrolling. Uh, I know that's not exactly a hot take. I apologize, Jacob. But <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's no, just, it's it, great. You know, I the the one thing that I think many people miss dealing with the the LP, all the different states, the counties, everything, the national party, right? Everybody has different messaging. Yeah, I personally think we need all of it. I think we need LPNH, and we we need fence sitters and. The milk toast. We we need it all because not everyone is going to react the same to everything. And, so you know, uh, let me interject right there, not to cut you off, but I think you're absolutely one thousand percent correct. I think, and here's the part where the gatekeepers on every side, right? If it's the Mises Caucus, if it's the anti Mises Caucus, and basically that's what all of the controversy around the LP has devolved into is those two factions, which side note, uh, which is a very important conversation. That's a cancer that there's many of us like all of America that are not far left and far right. But yet here we are with that subject matter being at the forefront because the far left and the far right of even the libertarian party, they're the loudest people. So that's a problem. But again, we need all of the. Me- Here's the. And if anybody's going to try to contend, nobody ever does. I mean, as far as I know, I kind of live on Twitter. But for anybody condemning, condemning me for what I'm saying right now, if you go to that LPNH Twitter handle and you see exactly what they tweeted right and you're offended by it or you support it either way it doesn't matter or if you're neutral you go to it and you'll see a list of comments that was a massive tweet there's a ton of commentary in it how many people saw that commentary and said okay well not all the libertarians are sharing that same idea that that is good messaging how many and how well does that work out right so like you said we need all messaging even if it's bad messaging you'll have people come into that commentary comment section and correct it and say this is actually what i believe as a principled libertarian and this is what they believe as a principled libertarian and now you've got all of the messaging encompassed in one tweet because that one tweet went hot yeah and that that right there is why i think it was necessary not to mention it also opens up the conversation for the anti-war movement which Hmm. if the one thing that all libertarians should agree upon is anti-war yeah (laughs) me and my wife were talking about this i went and spoke at the uh louisiana liberty I've, i've you know during convention season i was fortunate enough to to be able to speak at many conventions, which is remarkable to me because I'm, I'm very much a rookie at this. I've barely been doing this a year. So it's incredible to me that I've been able to go all across the country and speak at so many conventions that that's crazy to me, but I was able to in one person that I went to uh, met at the Louisiana uh, libertarian party convention. 
she was talking about, you know, to narrow the scope specifically about Ben Shapiro. And I said, you do realize that Ben's, and look, I, I like a lot of Ben's insights. Don't get me wrong. I can collect data and information and context from a wide variety of sources. There's a lot of things specifically that I like when it comes to Ben Shapiro, when it comes to law and his take Agreed. on the 2022 or 2020 election. Phenomenal take, right? He completely debunks, in my personal opinion, the idea that the 2020 election was stolen from the ballot box. I completely disagree with that. So does Ben. I really love his take on law. But he's a neocon, right? I completely disagree with his foreign policy to, like, the smallest degree. And I was talking to this libertarian, she, or, you know, I guess, quote-unquote libertarian. I'm not the guy that's going to gatekeep. Uh, and she, she was saying, like, well, I actually agree with that. We do really need American imperialism. And I'm like, okay, there's, like, three things that libertarians absolutely agree on. One is no war. Another is give us our guns. And the third is, like, decriminalize three quarters of what's on the books of law, right? Yeah. So, like, I found myself in a very odd position because I, com I completely or almost completely wholeheartedly reject gatekeeping. But here I was sitting in this moment as the speaker at the Libertarian Party of Louisiana Convention saying, oh, my God, like, why, if, if, if you can't disagree on the fact that American imperialism via war is a bad thing, I'm not sure why you're a libertarian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, not even just libertarian, but like, why, what are you just doing with yourself, period? Hmm. You know, like, I, I have no sympathy, no empathy for anyone who pushes pro-war agenda. No. Like, I it just, I mean, let's just call it for what it is. It's pro-death. You know, that, that's what it is. It's just pro-death. And anyone who pushes that kind of mentality or that that sort of rhetoric has has no place in my life. Period. Uh, I I don't I don't care what letter they have next to their name. It it doesn't matter to me at that point. And you know the the one thing that upsets me about the LPNH tweet is that it was more focused on Megan than it was on the anti-war yeah. conversation. Yeah. I think that's what upsets me more than anything. I don't give a shit about her feelings. You know, like she's, Personally, she's trying to, either. yeah, she's, she's trying to profit off of her dad's legacy, which is yep. nothing but death. So I have yep. no empathy, no sympathy for her. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's great. Honestly, it got so, it, it got the libertarian name to the point where everyone knows we are anti-war, whether they think that way or not. That's what it did. It showed everyone we will not tolerate the warmongers. Yeah, I think you have a valid, a very valid point there. Um, I, I'm not going to be someone that apologizes for their tweet. I don't care necessarily about other people's feelings when it comes to war. Uh, as a veteran, as somebody who has lost many friends in the military and in drug and alcohol addiction, I'm not someone who is going to be very sympathetic to a person like 
you know, Megan McCain, I think that's her name. I mean, she's so freaking irrelevant. I don't even have the confidence to make sure that that's her name. Literally, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Megan McCain. She is irrelevant. And yes, the post was harsh. And yeah. I get it. Dealing with loved ones, you know, losing their life is tough. But at the same time, who are we talking about here? And why are we talking about it? And I think that tweet really digs into those questions. <clears throat> and it was very simple. I actually had to look it up. I was like, I almost tweeted out. I was like, I know y'all have a lot of feelings about this tweet, but I'm confused. Why? What is the holiday? And so I went and looked it up, and I realized it was John McCain's <laughs> death, right? So I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, that, that's the reason why. And that's, that's pretty good. We're all going to die. Stop being offended by everything. Dude is a warmonger. He literally advocated, pushed legislation, and sent troops to murder people for the blood money of oil and all the other sacrifices that come with gathering resources during war. I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to be empathetic with you or sympathetic with you just because you, 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 in my personal, you know, I may be wrong. Who knows? Maybe John McCain was a really good dad and Megan McCain. I think that's who it is really, you know, was, was hurt and that sucks. And I feel for that, right? I just lost my mom literally right here. I just lost that. Now we're not warmongers. We're not politicians. So excuse me if I'm going to distance myself from you over the loss of my parent when I totally instinctively feel like you're trying to capitalize on the back of your dead dad. Yeah, plain and simple. It, I mean, it, it's that simple to me. Um, it, it's just really interesting. I, I have yet to come across a veteran or active duty uh, military member who actually had an issue with it. And I think that says a lot. That you know? says that, yeah, that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes. And I, you know, I never served in the military, so I'm not going to pretend like I could ever speak for veterans or active duty. So I, I'm going to hold their opinion, your opinion more when it, when it comes to something like this, it's something I haven't experienced. Of course I can have my opinion and everyone should have their opinion. Right. But also, if you got a better tweet, go tweet it. Stop commenting on it. Stop making it go viral. You know, hmm. you you've got a Twitter account too. Go make another viral tweet if you got something better, because I guarantee you don't. Uh, that and, right. So like that is one of the most ironic parts of social media, that so many people they cannot understand, they don't grasp, and even when they do. They're so emotionally driven and just their, their emotionality just confiscates their entire cognitive ability to function. Okay. If you don't want something to get out on social media, don't comment on it. Comments are second best to shares. Okay. Yeah. Shares best way to get the information out there. Second comment on the post. So yeah, if you want yeah, something, yeah, it's that simple. And third is, is, is likes, right? 
it's remarkable to me but this is really indicative of the societal cancer that we have within the social media construct right not necessarily the whole thing is a, a cancer it's not i think it's a fabulous way to be able to disseminate information and to get the, uh, the our ideologies out there to be able to recruit people and give them information that they're not going to know right but if you don't want want certain subject matter that you feel that rep misrepresents your ideology or your feelings then keep scrolling because when you comment like or share you're pushing the algorithm and this is exactly why i say feed the trolls everybody says yep. don't feed the trolls no f that nonsense feed the trolls because they boost your algorithm yeah in a heartbeat i mean that's how you grow social media anyone who's spent any time on uh twitter should know that by now yeah you would think but they still can't understand it yeah it's you know? it's amazing to me so one thing i want to ask your opinion about is what what is the more appropriate route to take when trying to grow liberty um my personal opinion is that it should be done on the individual level um as close to home as possible and i wanted to get your take um i'm going to agree for the most part right uh i think number one you need to meet people where they're at spike and i talk about this all the time nobody cares what you have to say unless they hear that you care right so it's more or less about asking them what are their pressing problems you know and it's almost always going to come down to a select few ideas at the top is always going to be the economy it's going to be their bank account right and so you can easily push the message of, of libertarian values anarchist values you know just just basic liberty principles through getting the government out of your life <clears throat> that's going to be a, a, a big step forward but again nobody's going to hear what you have to say if they don't know that you care right and i'll say this too because this is very important not everyone is called to be a messenger of liberty that is different for everyone you may be experience experiencing a moment where you feel this calling like here it is right now i have this opportunity i have the answers yes i would say hit the gas go for that but i would reject the idea of every single time that somebody is giving you information or your more more importantly every time you feel the need to inject liberty into the conversation right because you may not be the best messenger for it there's a great greek philosophical um slogan and it's, a, it's know thyself not everybody's meant to do that there's a lot of things that you and i are never meant to do the, and there's a large swath of people out there that are much better at that particular thing than we are and we are much better at a another at another particular thing than they are so know yourself know your role but when you're talking about messaging liberty 
if you don't feel comfortable having that conversation, guess what? There's a real easy way to handle it. And that's hit the share button, tag somebody. Tag somebody that you know is much better at it. Because let's be honest, social media is the number one way of disseminating information in our current world as of today. So you don't have to have you don't have to shoulder that burden because there's also that aspect. When you're shouldering a burden that you're not supposed to shoulder, it will put you in a straight in, in a um uh I guess a system of emotional damage, right? You're trying to take on a, a job that you were never meant to take on, and so don't don't do that, right? It, yeah, I would you, agree you completely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, definitely not everyone is meant to be the messenger, and I think Joe Jorgensen's campaign is key to that. <laughs> I love Joe. Okay, great person, not a presidential candidate. Hey, yeah, so there's a lot to be said there. Um, yeah. There were a lot of mistakes made during Joe's campaign. Not all of them were her fault. Right? Agreed. But yeah. you can trace them back to her delegating certain, you know, obligatory yeah. duties. To well, and that, that, that that's the should. thing. I She shouldn't be the face or the voice, you know, necessarily up front. But that's not to say that she doesn't have her place just like everyone else does. That's right. Not not everyone needs to be the face or the voice up front. You know? Right. Be a couple of spaces back even. You know, welcome the new people in. Get them start going into the philosophy and introduce them to the other ideas or whatever. You know, be be the uh the person to point them in the direction so they can develop their freedom and liberty mindset. You don't have to be the one screaming out into the void, you know? Hmm. That that's that's just kind of how it is it's i i kind of view it as uh the best ones rise to the top anyways you know as uh yeah, macho man rises. says you know the the cream always rises to the top brother yeah <laughs> i literally just said that. <laughs> the cream always rises to the top there's no doubt about it and it, that's what we have to look at right is again know yourself know thyself know what you're good at know your failings right uh, hone those abilities, the things that you're less sharp on, sharpen them. The things that you're sharp on, just come back and revisit them and sharpen them at certain times. But just like with all of humanity and every movement and every philosophy that's ever happened, you have a bunch of people that want to fit themselves into a role that they were never meant to be in. You know, And I'm not saying that Joe wasn't meant for that role uh i'd i'd say at least at the very least she wasn't meant for that role at that time right that's and true so that's it, fair yeah I, there, she can learn a lot maybe it would have been a, a a good thing for her maybe it's good learning experience i don't know um there's a lot about what happened behind the scenes that i don't know that i'm not exactly fond of but I do genuinely think that she's a good woman and she wants the best for the country and, and she does want to push uh, libertarian values, which by extension means pushing individual liberty, 
to the to to its greatest point. But I just don't know, and I absolutely question if the time was right. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a rough time for everyone, including the Libertarian hmm. Party. Um, which I, I I think the scars run deep, you know, yeah. uh, culturally. Uh, it, it, it's going to run deep for a long, long time. You know, we, we've got a lot of issues coming out of this. And it, it's it's interesting. I was just thinking about this the other day. And so many people are forgetting what the last, like, two and a half years were like. And it was not that long ago. It, it's, it's amazing to me. It's like things are kind of back to normal now, but things aren't back to normal. Things aren't like they were before. And they'll never go back to that way again. And I, I just find it kind of interesting how some people are acting, you know. Um, it, it's really interesting with the information, which I think is like one of the biggest uh, biggest issues with our culture now is we are in the information war. Hmm. And turning everything digital, probably not the best idea, you know. Maybe not, but it was inevitable, right? It was. And, and it definitely was. It was, yeah, it was inevitable. So we got to figure out how to manipulate, which always sounds like a, contextually a, a bad word, right? But that doesn't necessarily make it so, right? A, a manipulation of an idea isn't always a bad thing because we still want to keep the root truth of the idea, but we want to frame it in such a manner that other people can understand it and receive it and accept it and say that that sounds much better, right? So putting that aside, the derogatory uh, atmosphere around the word manipulation, um, we still have a, a duty to curb, manipulate, transform the information that they're absolute miss and mal and disinformation that's pouring down upon us take that information and mold it to what seems more true so that we can take steps forward because the last two plus years has really done us a favor in the long run in my personal opinion because you've gotten people that have woken up big time big red pills and i have to always unfortunately it's ridiculous I have to always explain this. Red pill does not mean Republican, y'all. It's a matrix <laughs> reference. Okay, red pill means awake. Yep. Blue pill means asleep. That's it. It is not Republican, Democrat. So you got massive swaths of the community, especially, obviously, we're going to say stay uh, U.S.-centered, uh, that are red-pilled and that are seeing this information come out now. And they're not, they're not accepting it. Because they full well understand that these are lies. They've been lies for two plus years. And they've admitted they were lies for the last 12 months, eight months at the least. They're like, oh yeah, that wasn't true. But yet all of the people got kicked off of social media for saying what was true eight months ago, 12 months ago, 14 months ago, or for me, two years ago. And they're still banned from social media. And you still have to work that language to where if you don't say it exactly right, they're going to kick you off. 
So you must manipulate the language around the last two plus years into this idea of if you continue to trust what they're selling you, then you are going to live a life of slavery at best. At worst, you might die from what, what's happening, right? And, and that's, that's kind of the context because they're selling you if you don't believe what we say, then you're going to die. But the truth is, if you don't question what they say, then you might die. Like on a literal level, but on a more philosophical basis, it's the manipulation of information to awaken people, to red pill people, and say, what we're really trying to do is just get you to question what they're saying because they've lied to you since the beginning and I will refuse, I will never admit on any platform whatsoever, including my own, that this was just ignorance, that they didn't know, right? And we're talking about everything from the riots, from the uh, one six from yeah you know, i'm trying to be careful here because your platform <laughs> uh, from from every, from everything i mean I, I think you all get what i'm what i'm trying to drop off here it's incredible that we've had so many people wake up so fast and now you literally have major politicians or and or pontificators on the right from the republican side saying We've had enough. Abolish the IRS. Abolish the CIA. Abolish the FBI. Abolish the NSA. And let's end all foreign conflicts. That's a major thing. And I don't think that, that, that we have that if it wasn't for the, for the last two plus years. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a really compelling argument, honestly. Um, I, I, would, I would say that it's... It's like the analogy of the uh, the frogs in a pot of boiling water. That's right. And and I, I definitely think that they turned up the water too quickly. Absolutely. And they, they thought that all of us were too indoctrinated, too brainwashed to notice what was going on. And a vast majority of us are out of the boiling water. And there's, you know, those few red frogs still left saying, no, come back in. The water's fine. And most of us are like, no, get out. And so I, I, I would agree that if it had to happen, I'm glad it happened the way that it did. Um, I, I've actually gained more friends out of it, which was kind of a, an, on, an odd thing. You know, I've made way more connections. You know, I eventually this show was going to be started, but I definitely uh, was kicked into overdrive with a lot of things, you know, starting this show. So, you know, um, odd thing was a clubhouse to me because I made a lot of connections on clubhouse. That's awesome. You know, and clubhouse, I don't think would have exploded if it wasn't for everyone being locked in their homes and being stuck by themselves all the time. Um, and of course there's tons of different apps now and stuff that kind of have the same idea, same platform, but you know, it, it was really interesting for something so horrible, how everyone actually came together and yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I just find it interesting that most people, so, I mean, I'm an, I'm an anarcho-capitalist in heart. Um, 
I'm still Same. working out the practicality, you know, if it's, <laughs> if, if it's, uh, you know, practical. Um, however, most people I hear who criticize it, they, uh, they, they turn around and say things like, well, you know, people are inherently bad is what I hear. And it's like, what, what are you talking about? Like people don't take care of themselves. People don't take care of each other. Like, how do you, how do you explain, um, people to come coming together after a national disaster or a natural disaster, you know, yep. caring for one another, caring the the society caring for itself is the natural order of things. And then the state comes in and interjects and screws that all up. So, yep. you know, I, I just find it interesting everyone coming together in this time of need by something that was started by the state. Well, you can also look at the fact that these people that will literally laugh at you and call you ignorant and dumb for suggesting that even a small community based in anarcho-capitalistic ideals is ridiculous. When look, their entire argument is based on American ideology specifically. Go look at other cultures. Go look yep. at other cultures. They don't abandon their elderly. Their elderly move in with them. Their children stay with them. They stay as families under one roof, and they continue that commune. And I know everybody hates that word. That's what it is, though. Right? But it's a familia commune, right? And they, they glean from their elderly. This is something they have a big issue with in America right now. And this is part and parcel of this media apparatus stealing ideas from specifically Mao's cultural revolution. A lot of people like to uh, conflate with what's going on in America with what happened in the Nazi regime. I get it. Okay. There are some similarities. There are. But if you really want to talk about the root of the problem, you're going to have to address all of those communistic and dictatorial regimes, Pal Pot, Linus, um, Marx, Mao's cultural revolution is the big one, Nazi, Shea, uh, Fidel, all of these are absolutely applicable to what's happening right now. But with what's happening in the culture is very reminiscent of what happened during Mao's cultural revolution. And one of the big steps in that was separating the youth from the old and making them indistinguishable from each other. And so it, going back to whether we can or can't have uh, an anarcho-capitalist society is absolutely ridiculous because it's happened all over the world since the beginning of time. Yeah, it's the natural order of things. And the, the state is what's unnatural or unnatural. I'm not sure which, but they're oh, they're the ones that works. come in and screw everything up. So always just making things worse. Yeah, and that's the problem. But look, and then you're always fighting against those smooth brains saying, morose, <laughs> okay? Yep. Look, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that we didn't have roads before the income tax was created. Oh, wait. Yes, we did. Okay. So that's ridiculous. And this is this is really indicative of a society that has been brainwashed 
to a degree that I didn't even know was real until I got a massive red and black pill, which also gives you, by extension, the white pill, right? Because agreed. Look at all of the details, all of the all of the statistics. None of that makes sense. We we've for years. You can go back all the way up until you know prior to Woodrow Wilson, who is obviously, well, I guess Biden is very much um, fighting for his spot as worst president <laughs> in America. But as of today. Woodrow Wilson still stands as the worst president in American history. I mean, I would say Lincoln, but Woodrow Wilson's a close second. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a conversation. <laughs> that's a conversation <laughs> for another day. There, <laughs> a lot of the people are not going to understand what you're talking about, right? Yeah, a lot of people understand uh, Lincoln to be this like savior of anti-slavery, which he was not. No, uh, Lincoln was very much for slavery. He said if he could save the Union without abolishing slavery, he would have. But, you know, that's another discussion for another day. Yeah, read but, a book, people. <laughs> uh, uh, that Again, so now with that, you're addressing what is our fundamental problem, is that everybody believes what they go in and find out in these governmental schooling programs these governmental indoctrination camps, and they don't question anything or move forward through what would seem to be like, okay, well, you know, that sounds reasonable, but let me see if I can go find more information. Let me check they for myself. Let me check for myself. They're not going to do it. And so we have to be the ones to, and it look, it, then you have the secondary part of it. You deal with that on its face, right? And then you tell them, hey, that's not actually what happened. This is not what actually that person believed. And then they get offended. Instead of saying, oh, wow, maybe I should go check that out. So yeah. instead of jumping the part of being offended, we need to address that. As a society, as a culture, we need to address that. Why was that person offended from the gate? Instead of saying, huh, maybe that's something I should check out. You know, I, Just, I, had a, I had an interesting interaction the other day. So everyone, you know, at some point has come across some bad information, right? Somebody has right. said something. And what was interesting is I put forth some bad information on Twitter. And, and there, there was really two ways people handled that. There, there's, well, I actually posted it to Instagram too, but it was interesting how each platform handles it. But within just a few moments, a friend of mine, Adam Fitzgerald, had corrected me on the information. And coming from him, it's it's earnest, like, hey, that, that was, you know, he didn't say this, but, you know, was, this is the actual information. And I'm like, all right, thanks, dude. We are able to do that because of freedom of speech, freedom of information. Right. And then there's a, another side of people who typically just make fun of you or criticize you. Uh, just be like, you fucking idiot, you know, and not saying any, anyone necessarily did that, but it was just really interesting 
you know, coming from a friend who had better information and we're able, able to have a conversation versus people just arguing, saying, no, you're wrong. No, this is wrong, whatever. And I think that that's a true testament to freedom of speech. And that's actually how we find these things out. So even if you do put out the wrong information, hopefully people are surrounding themselves with good people around them that will correct them on the information so you become better and smarter and we can get down to the actual information instead of just making fun of each other or calling each other dumb. I mean, I'm still going to call my friends dumb, but you know, that, that that's for other reasons. So no, but you hit on a very freaking great point there. <clears throat> and that's something that uh, we absolutely have to acknowledge. And we really need to flesh out from a philosophical standpoint is that, if you're surrounding yourself in an echo chamber of uh, consistent thought, right? Everything is the same. It never breaks the norm, the normality of, uh, of the thought processes that you're surrounded by. That's cancerous. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Green Party, Forward Party, Keystone Party, it, it, none of that matters. If you're never challenged on your thought processes, by somebody that you trust, then you're living in an echo chamber that's very dangerous. And that's well, that, how you wind up with the culture that we have today. That, and I, I, I think we should really look at why we're criticizing people. You know, I, I try to be very cognizant of why I'm criticizing someone. Right. Uh, and even, even against my best interest, I still always try to correct somebody's information in good faith first. Yes. Um, there comes a certain point where I throw all of that out the window and, you know, I criticize them to mock them because I think they're just ridiculous and I have no patience for, uh, you know, like Leninists. I have no patience. And so I'm going to mock you, you know. And the Leninists don't even understand the Leninist philosophy, which is yeah, exactly. I it, it is incredible to me. I'm a Leninist Marxist, and we should have moral value. Okay, well, you have read none of Leninist or moral <laughs> of Marxist yep. literature. Sorry, I didn't cut you off there. Just, no, no, it's true, ahead. though. But, you know, it, I always try to be cognizant of why I'm criticizing because, I mean, there, there's only two reasons to criticize, and that's one, to make people better, or two, to tear them down. And And so, like... That's why I think this LPNH thing was actually like really eye-opening to a lot of people. And I, I really hope, you know, people are taking, uh, taking score, I guess is a, a, a term I could use to yeah, be cognizant of, of who is doing what. And, you know, I, I don't expect everyone to be um, on the same level on the, in their liberty journey. However, you should really look at why you're criticizing people what you're criticizing them for, what your end goal is. And I, I think that's the biggest thing that I can pull out of uh, pretty much any of the controversies over the past year and a half, at least within the LP, you know, is why are you criticizing it? Do you want these parties to be better? Do you want them to be more principled? Do you want us to actually gain footing, gain ground anywhere? What are we doing? Yeah, and you can have that conversation with, there's a lot of people, right, that you could go to right now that are different than me and different from you, 
and say, why are you exactly, I want to get to the fundamental reason why you're so upset about that tweet. And they're going to give you solid, good answers. Yeah. But the roadblock that you're going to always run into habitually is, so tell me why that matters. And the circular logic that you're going to run into every time is that, well, it's bad messaging. Okay, well, what's good messaging? And then they're going to give you more circular logic, and I can, you, you could tear that apart. Why is that good messaging? Right? And again, I'm not at, I'm not at all co-signing the LPNH tweet at all. Personally, I'll co-sign I would have not tweeted it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's great. You yeah. know, but again, that's a good example of what we're talking about right now. Yep. You'll co-sign it. I won't. But we can have the conversation about it. Right? Yeah, and, and not beat each other have. down and play a purity contest. Right. <laughs> it's not something I would have tweeted. But I get it, and I'm yeah. damn sure not about to apologize from some uh, clout-seeking, freaking warmongering daughter of somebody who was a genocidal maniac. No, you get no sympathy or empathy for me, just like you said. I'm pretty sure you said that. Oh, no yeah. chance. No, I'm t- you're, it's ridiculous to even consider anything otherwise. You know, do I... If there was a, a second of me that believed that she was genuine, right? And it's just like, okay, I lost my dad. This sucks. You guys are being a dick. Then I'd be like, you know what? You know, look, I feel you. That That's rough. I get it. But not for one second do I think she's genuine. I she don't. tweeted it like seven times in one day. Made tons no, of different comments about chasing. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she it. saw an opportunity. <laughs> She saw an opportunity. Good for her, right? In yeah, I can't hate her on process. that. You no, know? I, I would have done the same thing. So yeah, she's cloud chasing. She saw an opportunity. She's an opportunist, just like every freaking warmonger is, and every one of us that are trying to advance some sort of ideological, uh, you know, philosophy out there, trying to push an idea. And hey, I get it. Okay, I'm not gonna blame her for cloud chasing it but don't expect any sympathy from me when i can clearly see that your intentions are not good when you are pretending they are if you're going to cloud chase and do something like that then at least be open and honest about it right yeah everybody loves transparency be genuine okay look this is why x y and z i did this and and here's why x y and z I'm clout chasing this. Obviously, they're not going to say clout chasing. None of us you know, really are. And if you're anything like you and I, who are very genuine, then we're not actually clout chasing. We're just trying to take advantage. We're opportunists. We're trying to take advantage of oh, yeah. the situation that's laid right before us. Right? When it comes to clout chasing, that's when you disguise it as something else when we all clearly know your intentions are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think you, you just have to watch Megan McCain on the, on the view for five minutes and right. know that she's not genuine, you know, and then that says enough. I mean, the whole purpose of my show, 
is I'm pissed the fuck off and I'm tired of nothing happening. So I want to wake other people up and get them fucking mad. That's all I want because I want them standing right beside me. I don't, I don't care what version of libertarian you are or whatever, you know, I want you doing something with me. I need help. I can't do this alone. You can't do this alone. We all can't do this alone, but we all need to be pissed off about these people like her. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, not to retread, but I think it's just divisive to say, and it's worthy to repeat that she is not genuine at all. And, and that's me stepping out on a limb that I rarely do because I hate to assume anyone's intentions. I hardly Agreed ever with that. do. But you, the, the proof is in the pudding with her. Right. So, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be sympathetic or empathetic towards you because I don't think you're genuine at all. And prove me wrong. You know, right. I, I, I'm open to it. Prove me wrong. But it's not going to happen. So with that being said, I don't care what they tweeted about that one way or the other. I just moved on from it. Sorry, daughter's falling. Um, no, you're good. Um, we'll we'll wrap up here soon, so so I don't keep you too long. But um, one one thing I I think is interesting. Uh, so I watched uh, Adam Fit, Fitzgerald's roundtable he he had with uh, Reed Coverdale and um, uh, Jose of No Way Jose and you know nice. a couple of the you know Tower Power guys and stuff and uh, Eric Jackman those guys and. I can't remember who made the point. I, I think it was Reed who pointed out that the only reason this was a big deal is because it came from an official LP account. Facts. Like I, I have said some really controversial things on my page and nothing. I get one or two likes, you know? So th this came from an LP page and that's why it's con controversial. So that's it. That, that's 100% a fact. 100% yeah. a fact. And you know it's a, a fact because they literally were not shy in telling you about it. Quote, or I shouldn't say quote. <laughs> I like doing that when I'm on my own show <laughs> and I have the stuff in front of me. This is from the official LPNH Twitter account. Like, you would not have cared one bit if it was not from a blue-checked third largest party in the world Twitter account. You would yep. have not cared one bit. They saw an opportunity. They took it. I think it backfired because nobody cares about your feelings when you are clearly disingenuous and pushing an agenda to clout chase on the back of your dead dad who is an obvious, disgusting war criminal. Yeah. And I think that's... That's the reality of it, you know. I'm not asking for libertarians to like it or dislike it or anything, but the the fact of the matter is, is you shouldn't be sticking up for her, you know. No. This isn't, and and it it wasn't even poking fun at her necessarily. But I, I saw this earlier that somebody pointed out that she allowed somebody to take that picture. Mm -hmm. Like that's that says a lot right there. The fact that that picture even exists. If I was in that state and truly mourning, 
I don't want photographers around. Why, why do you think most people say, you know, please give my family their privacy to mourn? It's no different. It, no, I'm sorry. It is different. It's worse than AOC standing in a parking lot with a fence <laughs> pretending to cry yeah. over yeah. freaking yeah. children being locked in cages that Obama built for them. It's yep. worse than that. And I will 100%, 100%, 100% co-sign exactly what you just said. Because you know what happened at my mom's funeral two months ago? None of that. Yeah. None of it. No pictures. No press allowed. Nobody allowed in there. Not that yeah. my mom or I am any sort of public figure that would allow that. But no chance i don't care if i was in the senate or congress or president and that's what happened to my parents no no photographers allowed none yeah this is private our family time. event private family it was you'll never convince me otherwise that it was not a photo op period yeah period. yeah like i said that the Sorry. fact that the photo exists is telling enough you know, like that, that's all I need to know. And it, it really is. And so I, I think we'll wrap up here. Cause like I said, I don't want to keep you too long, but, um, how do you kind of feel about a, a lot of the, the other, uh, so I'll, I'll just put this out bluntly is the hijacking of the LB, LGBTQ community is how I see it. There, there's a cool. lot of, a, a lot of opportunists who are using that umbrella who so many people fought for, who have a right to fight for, and they are now using it for nefarious purposes with children. You said it perfectly. 100%. No question. No question about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. No, I, I personally, I hate it. I think it's destructive to the LGBT community. I think it's destructive to kids. I think it's destructive to any rationale, insane human being that actually wants to fight for the freedom and liberty of all. It's yeah. horrible, horrible. I fully reject it. I've been wide open about it, and I will continue to talk about it. Actually, on my uh, reintroduction, I guess it's not a reintroduction, but um, I did take a long break after my mom died because I didn't want cameras in my face when my mom died. Sorry. No, you're good. Dude. I will be introducing a Wednesday segment starting this starting this Wednesday about midweek politics. Uh, one of it is what is going to address address this, and it's specifically how uh, predators and pedophiles are being disguised under the LGBT community. Period. Full stop. And the censorship that's going on with anybody that rejects what's happening in that movement right now, movement, it's not a movement, it's government <laughs> control, government operated, it's a CIA op, it's very reflective of Mao's cultural revolution and trying to separate generations because freedom is only one generation away from being destroyed. And as much as I don't like Ronald Reagan, that was a great quote, right? He, he has a lot of good ones, 
But he has a God, lot of good quotes. Damn it, he took my machine guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, in much more. It's just, he is not the liberty-minded person Republicans pretend that he no. pretend that he was. But I, I, I completely reject it. I completely dismiss it. I hate it. Um, I even made a, a a meme about it that went relatively viral, or at least for my standards. You know, and saying, well, why can't you just the old OG queer community? Why can't you just be normal? Why can't you just go back to, I just don't want the government in my bedroom and stop yeah. trying to indoctrinate other people's children. And let me say this too. I hope this doesn't get you kicked off, but I'm going to yeah. say it on mine. Now, the go reason that they do this, make no mistake, the reason that they do this is because the leftist far progressive agenda, they are not producing children. So the only way to advance their agenda is through your children. So yep. no way, no chance, do not reject at all costs. Okay, children should not be involved in this full stop. This is adult issues. I cannot stand it, I hate it. I have three kids, there's no way. I have a 14 year old daughter that lives with her mom. And fortunately, because I know more about this than she does, she or I have her ear and she listens and she respects it because I'm informed, because I'm an educated person on the subject matter. And there's no chance she has me like, what are all these other issues going? It's all garbage. It's all garbage. Number one, men are men and women are women. Okay? If you want to grow up and be you know, as an adult, you want to be something else. I'm not against that. And I will fight alongside with you to make sure that government intervention doesn't prevent you from living your life in pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. So long as it doesn't hurt people to take their stuff. I'm good with that. I'm yep. there with you. I'm there, And I've ran into these issues that I've fought against with other people in that community. Saying there's no reason why it should be easier for my wife to get her name changed. Easier and cheaper monetarily, specifically. Okay, that's very important. Monetarily and easier for my wife to get her name changed than somebody that is trans to get their name changed. That's ridiculous to me. I'm right there with you. I will fight that battle for you. But don't drag my damn kids into it. Don't drag my kids into it. Don't drag it's not any your kids, kids into it. It's not that your is, kids. No, it's not a kid issue. Leave them out of it. Full stop. It's an adult conversation. And when they turn over 18, then we can have the conversation. But 100%, I will fight against you all day long if you try to drag minors into this because I reject it at all costs. Shout out to uh, Tommy from Colorado Ped Patrol. You know, they're, they're one of those, uh, pedophile catching groups Nice. and, uh, kind of, uh, gained a friendship with him over, you know, the past little while. And, uh, him and his team do great work, honestly, out there, uh, catching some very sick people. But I wanted to yeah. highlight this real quick, uh, a tweet from yeah, Andy. No, I like uh, Andy No a lot. Yeah, I do too. I really recommend his book unmasked about Antifa. Absolutely. It, it was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm actually on my second read through of it because there's just so much to absorb, you know, it's yeah, but so anyone uh, just listening for for all of my blind viewers, 
today, a group of uh, armed Antifa members came to Roanoke, Texas to support a drag queen event. The local chapter of the John Brown Gun Club, an Antifa militia linked to domestic terrorism, led, uh, led the call to direct action. Uh, it is headed by Christopher Boulier, Gullet, I, I don't know, and uh, Garrett Lee. So it's a picture of uh, armed Antifa at a uh, a drag queen family event, which is oxymoronic. You know, that's, uh, it's interesting, you know, exactly what's going on. And I was, I was making this comment to, uh, can't remember who I was saying this to, but the fact that they had to have armed Antifa show up kind of says more about the event than I think that they wanted it to. Yep. Um, not to mention fuck Antifa. Seriously, yeah. fuck those guys. Yeah, um, yeah they, they're not they're not anti-fascist. They're no. pro-fascist. They're pro-fascistic. They're pro-violence. They're pro-murder. They're pro-war. Period. Full stop. They're yep. a disgusting entity. They're, you know, who knows? I know a lot of right-wingers try to claim that they're um, George Soros operated and funded i'm not sure that i go along with that boogeyman of george soros i know he's a bad dude and he's funded a lot of i think he's dudes. i think he's up there with henry kissinger but yeah you know yeah, i'll um, say i'll he, agree with that you know but exactly how much play he has i don't know right you know that that that's speculation at that point but i mean he does have some play he, he's doing something or oh, maybe maybe not does. him but definitely his money his kids so, something well, tied a- to him is He's admitted that he has been able to fund um, the campaigns of DA prosecutors all across America, you know, like yeah. far left under the name of criminal justice reform, but not Ooh. in the sense that we talk about, and, yeah. you know, ridiculous, absurd criminal, criminal justice reform. Yeah, like, but, uh, like just uh, catch and release. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like not, you know, violent criminals, lock them up. Everybody else... We'll figure that out. Uh, don't yeah. put them in prison. But by the name, by the way, if that person is French or Cajun at all, you would say that name Giot. Giot. All right. Good to know. But I'm, they may not be, you know, French or Cajun. So yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. go with that. G U I L L O T Giot. Giot. All right. That's good to know. So uh, we'll we'll wrap up on this. But uh, how how are things down in your neck of the woods? always great down here man i live in a i'm not shy about talking about it. i just tweeted about it yesterday dude i'm super happy i live in a deep red state where we didn't lock down during covid and i have virtually access to unlimited firearms you know you still have to have the federal background check uh but you know you get no response from those guys so i just get my guns in about three days four days uh constitutional carry i don't have to have a ccl a concealed carry license to carry my firearm concealed without anybody knowing it. We all agree and know and appreciate the fact that uh, you should and would expect, you would and should expect that everybody around you is carrying and you might get smoked in the face. And so the crime rate is ridiculously low. Now, I would like to flip everything else gold, right? That's pretty gold right there. I want to make everything else gold. So with that being said, I'm good where we're at. 
no shutdowns, no lockdowns, constitutional carry, um, access pretty you know, as free as you can be in America. Although every single gun law is unconstitutional and should be abolished, we we have to live within the confines of what we have right now and operate within the atmosphere that we're working in, and so. That's where we're at. Let's flip these counties gold. And that's what I say to everybody. If you are so delusional that you think Democrats and Republicans are the same, then look no further than the last two plus years. Forget that nonsense. They're not on equal playing field. One is far worse than the other, and the other is too incompetent and ridiculously stupid to fix it. So move to red states. Get your freedom in whatever capacity it has at the moment and flip their counties gold immediately. Yep. Gold. Now we're not winning States tomorrow, but we can win counties this year. Yep. Full stop. Exactly. Move to red States, flip their counties gold. Don't be naive. Run, run for state, facts. run for state office, run, run for any office you possibly can. In fact, I'm running for office this year. So, Amen. No. What, what no. office? Uh, House of Representatives here in Utah. So you're in Utah, okay? Yep. Yep. That's yep. awesome. Uh, Libertarian Party of Utah man, likes a lot of my stuff. Follows me on oh, Twitter, yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good people over here. Uh, growing, growing very fast over here. Uh, we've got get rid of Mitt Romney, man. Oh boy, even the Republicans here don't like Mitt Romney, so I don't know why they keep voting for him. But our, our issue over here is that we have Democrats that run as Republicans. Hmm. So so that it, it, it might be a deep red state, and anywhere outside of Salt Lake, it's very red. But okay. Salt Lake County is like the one blue county, and, uh, I mean, that's, you know, the big city for us. It's like every us. freaking state in America. Yeah, exactly. It's every big the, city's uh, blue. The rest of the state is red. Exactly. And uh, other than that, you know, even the Republicans outside of Salt Lake County don't like them. So, you know, I can't imagine why. Yeah, exactly. I, November no could clue. not November could not come quick enough. And, he usually, you know, I'm a I'm a Halloween fan. So usually I'm not saying that I'm nice. like October. Stay here, you know, but uh, November, I'm excited for it. And uh, I'm up against a Republican and a Democrat, but weak Republican Democrat that's never won office. We'll see. Nice. So hopefully yeah. we'll have a state level libertarian. Uh, amen and a women. And uh, at the very <laughs> least, if if you don't get rid of Mitt, if you don't win uh, state representative in Utah, for the love of God, Utah, please get rid of Mitt Romney. You've got you're talking about yes. one of the worst freaking. Re- not that any Republican. There's a couple of. You know, I'm a big Thomas Massey fan, yep. a big Rand Paul fan. They could both be better. Yes, obviously. And we can all be better. Okay. Yeah, but exactly. Mitt Romney is disgustingly horrible. Fire him. Yep. Up, now. up there with the Bidens and the, the McCains, and he's right in that club. So, yep. Well, let me know what you need to, uh, you know, moving forward on getting elected and, uh, you know, making yeah, the push sure. towards liberty in the state of utah dm me and let me know so that i can uh i can get that word out there because i i didn't realize you were from utah and i 
I know that the Libertarian Party of Utah follows me on like every platform, share a lot of my stuff, a lot, yeah, of, my, for sure. a lot of my stuff. But um, I, I haven't had too many representatives of the Libertarian Party and the Liberty Movement specifically, not the LP. We don't care about parties. We care about liberty. We care about freedom. And let me know um, what yep. I can do to help, please. Yeah, for sure. You got it. Uh, let everyone know where they can find you, what, what you have coming up, and uh, uh, just shout out whatever you want. Awesome. Thank you, man. Um, basically, the easiest way that I tell everybody is you can just Google me, right? Like, I'm the only Cajun libertarian with any sort of actual <laughs> following. And so I'm the first one to pop up when you Google Cajun libertarian. But you can find me on Twitter's my main thread now because Facebook just crushed my gigantic uh, – well, to my standards, you know, 27,000 followers in nine months, I thought was pretty freaking outstanding. Pretty good. They slit my throat. And so I don't mess with Facebook too much anymore. I, I can't stand them. I hate them so much. Twitter has been relatively, relatively good to me. So follow me on Twitter at the Cajun Libert one. Um, it's Liberty, but place the Y with one. And then Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, obviously, uh, the Cajun Libertarian all over the place. And, Subscribe to my anchor.fm, please. That's the best way that I get paid. You listen for free. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you can get your podcast. And if you subscribe to my anchor.fm, you can listen to all of my fantastic guests, even as horrible as I am, and you, you don't like my <laughs> ugly mug. Fortunately for you, if you if you log into the to the anchor either on you know Google, Apple, or Spotify, then you don't have to see it. But you do get to listen to my amazing guests like Spike Cohen, who is, I can't even count how many times been on my podcast, Matt Kibbe multiple times, Carol Roth, who is an amazing economist who oh, was yeah. on Glenn Beck program every week. Uh, Glenn Beck liked a couple of my tweets. I'll start throwing that out there because that, that's it. I'm kind of fanboy there. So I'm not a huge <laughs> fanboy of Glenn Beck, but I do really appreciate. And I do believe he's, that he's coming more to our side. Team. Oh yeah, for sure. And I believe his journalistic team is the best on earth. I genuinely believe I'll second that. that. Yeah, what they uh, what they're doing is actual, honest, investigative journalism. And so I'll take that all day. I don't care. And you know, he doesn't identify as a Republican, but obviously he's pretty Republican, very conservative. He's I'll say this: he's very he's very constitutionalist. But um, Matt Kibbe on the show a couple of times. Anyway, all that being said, yeah, amazing guests. Dave Smith, Scott Horton, uh, the lineup is ridiculous. I always tell myself, not don't go down the list of names because you're going to forget people. And, uh, <laughs> and I feel bad for it. But just to throw a few names out there, phenomenal guests. Please follow me on there. And uh, I'd love to follow up with you, Jacob, and, and make sure that we can do whatever we can to get your race to sure. the maximum point of uh, win. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to win. Yeah, and I, I definitely want to get you back on the show. It was a lot of fun, and yeah, uh, we, we've got more to talk about, always. Yeah, a lot more. So, so uh, thanks for everyone for uh, catching the stream. You can uh, pretty much find me at risetoliberty.com slash links. That is the master link that pulls up everything, everywhere we are. Uh, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, DLive, that's pretty much where we stream. Uh, you know, we've got midterms coming up. So God only knows if I'm going to be uh, around on YouTube. So if you hmm. do not find me on YouTube, if I have not posted in two weeks, because that will be my second strike, Odyssey, that's where you can find me. So right on, man. 
thank you so much for coming and uh we'll we'll uh we'll chat offline or i guess online but off video and uh thanks again and uh everyone else until next time stay free my friends thank you for having me